Start with Ramban. So Ramban in the Hagdama to the Borim. So the Sefer is that Yana Yudua Shuhu Mishnatara. So the Sefer is referred to by Chazal as Mishnatara. Uh, I think I pointed out to you once that the names which Chazal used them, the names which the, the Latin names are much more in sync with the names of Chazal than the names which we use them. Right, so Mishatara is, is what Chazal referred to it, and that's Deutero is two, and Nomi is law. So Mishatara is the second law, repetition of the law, and that's what Deuteronomy is. Devorim is just the word, you know. Chamesh Bikudim is numbers. That's what Chazal referred to it. Teres Kahanim is Leviticus. Right, Sefer Agula is Exodus, and Sefer Yitzira is Bereshis. It's much more, mm-hmm. right, uh, right. So um, you know, it's, it's Sefer Yitzira is, is Genesis. You know. But, those names, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, yeah. and Deuteronomy fit with the names of Chazal. Anyway, it's called Mishatara. It means it's a repetition. You were by Moshe Rabbeinu, Lador HaNichlis Ba'oritz, Rabbi Mitzvah Shatara Tzvichas Lo Yisrael. He's going to review, not all of the halachas, but the majority of the halachas that they're going to need to know. Lo Yaskeh Boi Dover Mitaras Kahanim, he doesn't go through any of the halachas of Karbonas, anything which the Kahanim, all of the things which are covered in, in, in Taras Kahanim, Karbonas, and all the things that the Kahanim knows, after, which are special about Kahanim, we cover that already. We know that Kahanim in general are, because I'll say Kahanim is Yizim Haim, and therefore. Whereas by Yisrael, we, we're concerned that maybe they're going to forget and not be careful. Okay, and you tell them once, it's done. He repeats it again to give it more clarity. Sometimes it's, not, you're not adding any new information. Just repeating it to give it a second warning. The more says, Laver, Laver, Laver. So uh, the Torah repeats it without anything new. The point is, you're over it this way. The person, if a person would do it, he'd be over to a various against twice Malchus. Um, for example, because you were say for a zeb binyani about a zara as horas maruba zuach zuba, it repeats different isurim of a zara multiple times. I mean, v'techachus v'kabachadam sheyavkad asam b'chol anche a various. Moshevino also gives uh, repeats warning about the and the punishments which are going to come for doing a various. So now, you'd be, you'd be very convinced, based on what this Ramban says over here, that of all of the mitzvahs which are mentioned in Sefer Devorim, like the, the vast majority of them are, rep, are, are repetitions, and there's a few new mitzvahs, right? It's pretty clear language, right? Um, now, Moshe was given these mitzvahs earlier. They're not new mitzvahs. They weren't given now. They were given to Moshe Rabbeinu either Har Sinai, when he was spent a year in, almost a year minus ten days in Har Sinai, or the first year. So it means, first year means, well, the he um, he was came down for, after the har from forty days in, in the har, and they, they and since I said before a year minus ten that he wasn't much of us wasn't on the har though, and they were by Harsinai the whole time, but they already were in the Almoyed. 
So in the Ramoy, Moshe Zen was given mitzvahs. Kibarbas Moy, Lonitzkachaloy, El Divrei Habrisa Kashenis Paras. But the only which is new over here is the, is the, the Bris in Klai Sadkash Baruch Hu. But the mitzvahs are not new. Akelo Nemer Vesevers Avay Yederah Shem Moshe Leimor Tzavis Bnei. You never find the Bresham that tells Moshe go tell tells Moshe go tell Klai Yisrael something because it's all been done. So what's the pshat? You know, you know why they're mentioned now because these are mitzvahs which are which are relevant to going in there. So they weren't, they didn't apply beforehand. Now, mitzvahs which have to do with the karaka, that's that we know that mitzvahs mitzvah yibum mitzvah yibum only is now. This rebbeim zayim is only now. The punishment of rebbeim zayim is only now. No, you say yes, even though it's a chavos, it was nothing to do with the ground. But maybe we'll say that it only took effect now at this point. Okay. Um, so this is this is the Ramban's um, introduction to the Sefer. Like, what is the top? What is the conversation about the Sefer? And he points out that whatever Moshe was telling, mitzvah-wise, is not new. Um, um, now, take a look at Rosh Hirsch. Page two of Rosh Hirsch. Okay. So now it says kikol, like everything. It says kikol will not call a share. Repeat it again. Not only everything that that, but as God commanded everything. He gave out at once, again, the short, precise senses of the Torah, and a full length of details of how the commandments were to be carried out, the kakol, meaning the how of all of the laws. Um, okay. This repetition explanation of the Torah is not placed before us in this fifth book. Supposedly, it says, Moshe Benu repeated the whole Torah. That's not what's written in, in Mishnah Torah. Moshe Benu did a review of what it was said before, but no reason, no reason to write it again. So what is the... Um, neither repetition nor explanation of the written laws laid down in the preceding books form the principal character of the fifth book. It's a major mouthful, right? They're bound saying this is basically repetition of the previous, and that's, that's, what, we're, that's what we're reading. He says, no. He says that Moshe Benel spoke to Pilate. So, everything. So, where is that? Not, I don't, we don't see that over here. Right? The answer is, it's turn and write that. We just turn us tells us that Moshe Benel repeated, called her Kula to Pilate. So what's this about? Of just over a hundred laws which are contained in this book, more than 70 are completely new, are not contained in all of the previous ones. And he makes an actual list of them. So if you want, we can read through them or not. You don't want to have, you can skip through them yourself. But he goes through the list of the of all of the new mitzvahs which are found over here. Now, if 70 of them are the new mitzvahs, so what way is this Mishnah Torah? Right. Right? They're about saying that really basically everything's been basically repetition, a few new things. So Hirsch comes and makes a actual calculation and says, well, that's not exactly correct. Right? Right? 
Okay. Um, after this full list, are all laws of the Torah which are no wise presented as mere repetition or explanations of what had already been given in the preceding books. Good. Um, on the other hand, then he makes the list of the other mitzvahs which are found there appear as repetition of the laws already contained in the earlier books. So therefore, to appreciate the tendency of the fifth book, one must find out why those new laws were reserved to be given only here at the end, and why out of the whole Torah, Moshe Ben repeated to the, to the people just those which were, which were again, meant, repeated everything, we're saying, but he put into the text 30 mitzvahs of the old ones. So there's there's Tariag mitzvahs, right? So we're gonna, we're going to say that basically 500 are basically recovered beforehand, 30 of them are repeated, 470 are not are not excuse me, 40 of them are, are, are written again, 470 are not written again, and there's 100 and there's oh, excuse seven, me, seven. I mean there's there's 500 which uh, 500 um, mitzvahs, 470 of them are not repeated, 30 of them are repeated. No, I'm going to say this wrong. They said 70. Were right. right, right. So it's 540. There's 540 all mitzvahs from beforehand. 30 of those are repeated. 510 are not repeated. Uh-huh. And then 70, there's 70 new ones. Okay, so uh-huh. what's going on over here? Um, so uh, he, he wants to suggest an approach of looking at um, in the repetitions, within the repetition itself, where can we, we can see repetitions and omissions, and maybe that'll be a, a, a example. And he says, example of the mitz of the Yamim Toivim, Yamim Toivim, and Amor, the, tar, the, the Torah writes Shabbos, then it goes to Pesach, and Shavuos, and then Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, um, and Yeshua Yatzer is not there. Um, um, it says Yom Hashmini, mentioned Yom Hashmini. Over here, there's no mention of Yom Hashmini. Um, and, and then in Parshas Pinchas, Shmini says it's clearly mentioned. Over here, the um, it talks about Pesach Shavuot and Zukkis, Shalosh Vagalim, and that's it. So that would be a good clue to what 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 might we think this, the reason that Pesach Shavuot and Zukkis should be repeated right now. And not the other four, the, the other four Shabbos, um, Rosh Hashanah, Kippur, and, and Shemini Atzeres. So that, that's that's he's going to use as his um, 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 so you say like this. Um, for all three, the important duty of the whole nation pilgrimizing up to meet together from a national circle to make the sanctuary of the national center point, we not only start with the decentralization of the nation in the land, whereas in the wilderness the nation was already united around the, about the center point. So these three being the ones which are the regalim, which are the, going to be the vehicle to bring Kleiso back together into a unit, which after they've been then separated, okay, um, and therefore, he says, with the he 
So Kitzer, the bottom line, he says over here like this. Uh, As it appears to us, page, I guess it's page five, right? Um, okay. Okay. This point of view makes the appearance of these groups of laws that fit perfectly clear and natural. The laws picked out for the general discussion are so much in the majority that we think we're just thinking that we may expect a closer image of the other laws will show us some reason for the insertion in the fifth book. So the point he's, gonna, he, he's been, been stressing again and again and again that these are mitzvahs which really take on, if not the, 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 the didn't have existence before, but they take on a whole new layer of significance in the state of being in Eretz Yisrael. So this is the door, Boye Oritz, and these are the things that the, the generation was going to Eretz Yisrael needs to know. Okay. Um, Um. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the point is that the 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 transition from the midbor into Eretz Yisrael, they're going to uh, need to keep or to approach the challenges which are going to. Face them in Eretz Yisrael. These are the misses which are go, they need to hear for that purpose. That's how he understands it. I think that's. Uh, I don't. I, I can't answer them about. I don't. I don't do with it. The Ksavah Kabbalah says a fascinating thing. That's the next two pages in. The next page later, whatever. Okay. Elad morning. Da kechemishes apsukim or yisharim he makdama shokala sefer. It says El Devarim um, that Moshe Rabbeinu said uh, wherever the if he said he's saying about these places etc. The pasuk says that and the, the date when it took place and then Moshe Rabbeinu is going to clarify the Torah. That's all like an introduction. So it says it three times. There are really three parts, parts of the Sefer. Which is until um, and that part is Moshebeno was pointed out to Klai, so the, the things that they've not, they haven't done appropriately, and they, the, the potential that they might go off, etc. Okay. Chelabes mean vayikra ad brachos kolos v'chisavoy. V'hu medaber me'amitzus, and that second section refers to the mitzus. Kachem Hashem b'tchilo elai ho'aydois v'achukim. The Moshebeno shesom hashet of neben Yisrael. The Rashi Padel is referring to what we're going to be saying afterwards. 
So right immediately prior to the part which starts giving the Eidus of the Chukim, which means the mitzvahs, the Pasuk says, but these are the, the you get ready, this is what's coming next, etc. Okay. So what does it mean? It doesn't mean all of Sefer the Worm. It means the part of Sefer the Worm which starts with the word Vayikra. And this is a grow in the Um So it comes out when, over here, the end of the Sefer where it said that Diber and Hoyel Moshe Be'er and Asher Diber Moshe, Dabriel B'nai Yisrael, it's what it's saying is there's going to be three different Dibur of Moshe Rabbeinu. And each one, the Pesach says, Moshe said it. And then we're going to actually delineate what he said. So you should know, and this and this, they came here, and Moshe got up, and he spoke about this. And he spoke about that, and he spoke about that. Okay, now let's actually say what he said. All right, so that's how he understands the Pesachim. They give different suggestions how to understand the psukim. Okay. Um, so if we take our thought process, I just... So the Vayikra part corresponds to Vayikra, many, many mitzvahs, many, many mitzvahs. Okay. So argument should say that, you know, that the Eila part, which is the first four kapitluch, should correspond to Sefer Shmois. And the, from the, the brachas of Clovis to the end, should correspond to Sefer Bermidbor. I mean, that should be the, the thought process. Um, I, I'll just give you a suggestion. I don't know, just... And he says, so the first part is, is the Musr, which, which I mean, it's, it's basically the, the message of, it, it discusses multiple times the, the Kaisel's lack of Bittachon and Kaisel's deficiencies. It mentions, um, actually later on, but it mentions that the, the, the Kaisel, the, all about the Chet Egel. Uh, so it seems to be that we, it, would, it, would, the Chara, it would be a clue back to us. That safer shmois is going to be a safer of musr in the sense of pointing out, you know, where we need to, where we need to work on. Um, I'd ask you where you see in safer shmois where we need to work on. I think we spoke about this once. The answer is paro. Paro is the our dogma. What we need to work on because paro is the quintessential challenge of man grappling with Hashem's control of the world. 
and going through the stages of a man grappling the shell's control. I don't know, theory. Uh, the the uh, Sefer Bamidbor, where we, you know, we spoke about the deal that, that the, a large element of Sefer Bamidbor is Kleisel, after going through all of the... the Kleisel is, is going through this process of... With Kleisel and Dam with Kleisel is learning how to submit and going back and forth with that. So that would be correspond, I guess, to the the brachas and clawless and the challenges. And I, I don't know how to, how to say that, but that component he says that point. Okay, so that's one that I want to talk on. The question is, so what is actually the unique element of the safer? You know, besides what it talks about, is um, how do you understand? So this, there's a there is a um, there's an over here piece in the, in the page, the second page, piece of the Naga. How is Sefer Devarim different than the, the previous four Mashabeno spoke. It was going through his body, going through his mouth. It was voice. Here, what happened was, Moshe Rabbeinu spoke, and they heard Moshe Rabbeinu's voice, just like you heard a Novi speaking. Um, the Rosh would speak to the Novi one day. Then afterwards, then the Novi would then say over the mess. So here Kadosh Baruch spoke to Moshe, and then Moshe said it over. So, um, as opposed to the, that, there was Moshe speaking through Moshe. So you're hearing the, the curl of Kadosh Baruch Here you're hearing Moshe Reynolds' voice saying over what what Kadosh Baruch told him to say. He was no longer in a state of being attached to the words. He heard the words. He knows the words. He's saying over the words. He's not here. He's not attached at that moment to the the nasino. Can I say? So it says and the footnote over here says I looked in the Darasal Yo. I didn't find it over there. Now that's not a kasha because he says I heard it directly from the the Groh. So maybe it's not printed anywhere. You know, just because the fact that he heard it from the Groh doesn't mean what the fact that it's not printed doesn't mean didn't, that Groh didn't say it. Right? You, you wouldn't be able to prove that. <laughs> right? And the Benagi was close with the Groh, so if he says that Groh said it, we have to assume probably the probably the Groh said it. But he does say that that I found something very similar to this. Um, and he quotes, quotes the piece of the morale. Um, um, and 
so let's see the morale a little bit. Okay. Because we need to explain something over here. There's a the kind of the bottom of the wire which was the carpet which was before. He's grappling with what's well, in the Dibras Rishonas, the Dibras Shniyas, there's certain things were changed, certain things were added, um, certain th- so certain things were, I guess, by changing chains were removed. So, what's that all about? That's the, that, that's the conversation beforehand. Well, before we explain why the second Dibras, Sarasa Dibras are different, if we figure out in context, how is it safer difference? Says Amos Misha says that we don't we don't we read the, the clawless straight. We don't make any interruptions in the middle of the clothes. We don't make, you don't divide aliyas in the middle of the clothes. Come rabbi That alaka that we don't interrupt is only in in the but in Kisava, we do it. Eker did an alocha, you could interrupt. We have a minute not to, but meeker than you could. My time. So this is a Kaddish Baruch talking. This is a Mashiach talking. And there it's Loshan Rabim, which means it's, it's a threat, threatening all of Kaisal. Here it's the Loshan Yachin, even on some of the Tsaurus, some of the Tsaurus on an individual level. Now, so Lachar, it sounds like Moshe Ben was just saying his own words. Now, Anavi said his own words. And Anavi, the Ram says that Anavi did not, was not given words, he was given a Mara, What's a, Mara a vision. The Navi was like the Pesach says in the, the Baal Eishchol. The Navi was just shown a marvel of it. He just was given a vision, but immediately understood what the what the vision means. Uh. That he would go in his own words and say it over to Klaus. So the words of the Navi that we're getting are the words of the Navi. Uh. The message is the Kaddish message. The Navi was the one who chose the words how to, to give over the message. That's how the, the Morris says that they knew. Um, um, my mind's blanking right now. That there was this, the case of a, a Navi was a Navi Sheker. Um, and say from Malachim, Morris says, how do they know it was a Navi Sheker? Because Einstein Nabi, Misnam, Misnam, Echad, you don't know to the will ever say over the, the phrase exactly the same. Uh-huh. And here what happened was Navi X said, Something was a true Navi. Then Navi Y came along and said, I'm a Navi because Broga basically repeated the same Navi, the exact same words. Navi Shek. Can't be. Um, I, think it, I think I told you the, the, the Misa with the Gura, with the person. Um, there was, there was a, one of the Rosh Kahal. You know, being a Rosh Kahal wasn't, it, it wasn't a Glick. It's just my responsibilities. It didn't mean any, uh, what were the benefits? So in some way, they have benefits, they can sort of get a little bit covered, etc. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a Misa, which goes like this, this that there's a fellow is living in City X, and he has an issue. So he goes to a person, like, you know, this person in the city, who, like, in the know, he says, listen, 
I understand your problem. I know exactly what. Go to City Y, and over there there's a person named Mr. Adler. Mr. Adler has the connections, and he'll be able to help you. Great. He says, how do I find him? He says, yes, right. everybody knows Mr. Adler. Right. So he goes to City Y. He asks for Mr. Adler. The first guy he asks him, he says, you want Adler? Adler? I'm shocked. I'm confident. I'm gosling. I was like, whoa. You know. Second person he asks, he says, Adler? So he's a noyif and a sheyach. You know, I, I go, whoa. Finally, he says, you know, I was told to meet Mr. Adler. He's the guy, only person who can help me. I was a choice. He might talk to me this horrible person, but I have to ask to speak to him. So he goes, finally gets, gets directed to Mr. Adler's house. He walks in, sweetest guy in the world. Nice, helpful, you know, on the ball. Right away, he has ideas. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'll take care of it. If don't worry, it'll be done. And he almost takes care of it right away. Wow, such a nice guy. So he's like hemming and hogging a little bit, like you know, like he says. Is, so Mr. Adler says, "Is something bothering you?" He says, "You know, I, I just, you know, the people in town, you know, you know, they weren't so complimentary how they, <laughs> how they described you." She so says, "I'll tell you what. I'm the Russia Kohal, which means that all of the responsibilities of the call are my head, which means all the taxes that people have to pay. I'm responsible for making sure that these people pay their taxes." To the, into, the, into the coffers of the, the Kehila. So that nobody likes me. Right? So that's, he says, so why are you doing? He says, and covet is worthless by you. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's the joke, right? right? So, what? So, so here's the Russia call. He's in Russia call of Vilna. And he made, so they made some decision against some rich individual. Rich individual got really upset. He says, done. He went out and he hired two Adam. That the Russian Kohal was Mukhalo Shabbos. So they go to bed, you know, they can't do skila, but that's, you know, I mean, they would, they would, they would ostracize him, they would give some type of corporal punishment, not, not capital punishment, but corporal punishment, and that's it. Like he's, 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 he's a, a total non entity, together with the physical abuse that he's going to receive. Now, the, the Bazin knows it's ridiculous. The whole thing, the, but there's, there's two of him, you know. So Bezin, you know, tries this with the Adam, that with the Adam, they can't catch the Adam. <laughs> so they have no choice, right? So finally, I said, you know, before we do anything, let's, let's, let's consult the, the Goyen. So they go to the Goyen. The Goyen says, okay, bring the Adam to me. So the Bezin moves to where the Goyen is. And I said, I want to meet, I want to speak to the Adam separately. So X goes in, and Adam says, I'm asking you questions, say over the story. Good. He leaves. The other aide walks in, says over the story. The guy, the guy pulls it, says, Adam Shakran. The guy said, you know, they were, they were so, like, you know, uh, taken aback that he unmasked and they admitted it. And they were hired by this fellow who had, had been, ba- been babbled to. To basically say false status against the Russia call and to and to, to to damage him terribly. So he asked the guy, and I said, "How do you know?" He says it's a parish of Mishnah. Mishnah says in Sanhedrin that when they would bring the Adam, they would take in the eight number one. They'd ask him all the questions. They would send him out, take an eight number two, ask him all the questions. If it comes out that their words correspond, so then that's good Adam's. So the guy says, "What's the in nimsu? If it's if it's found to correspond, what does that mean in nimsu? 
So no two people say, say over a story exactly the same words. So everybody has a nuance in the story which sounds a little... If you listen to the two versions of the story and they come out, they, they, you find that it's, it seems to be mechuvan, that basically it's the same point, that's good enough. But the Mishnah telling me if, if they, they say the exact same words, means they, that means that they rehearsed it beforehand. That's Adam Shekhar. I listened to them, and you know, and the first one said yeah, said the story, and the second one said the story with the exact same words. I mean, they rehearsed the story. Adam wow. Shekhar. Right. So, no such thing as two Adam, two Nevi'im saying the exact same words. Each human being is different. Right? Because the Nabi chose his own words. Here we're saying Moshe Beinu is choosing his own words. So that's like, that's not Torah anymore. That's, Navi, that's just Navi. Right? So what does it mean? Moshe Beinu Piyatsu Amru. He just said it in his own. No. The Torah is Kodesh words. Novi is the Russian's message in the Novi's words. Uh. But Torah is the, Bersh- is the Russian's words. So that has to be true in any part of Torah, including Devorah. So this is a morale. Really, there are two ways to, to understand it. Two, two expressions of it, I guess. Okay. If you have two individuals which see that they have the same level of intellectual uh, capacity, they have the same level of knowledge, we're talking about an area where they're both totally familiar with every single detail. So then there's no difference between the, the one who says over the story and one who hears the story. There's no... Right? But that's, that's tr- that would be theoretically true. But the reality is that the, the level of understanding and knowledge, etc., which the giver has many times, is beyond what the receiver is able to accept. Because the receiver is limited. Um... Means the the Torah the Bresham gave, and the Torah the Klaisel received. There's going to be a step down. We are not going to be able to receive every element of what the message of the Torah is that Bresham was giving. Human beings are not able to receive all of that. We don't. We don't have the capacity to absorb all of that. Okay. Um, so what it is is the first swarim are the Rebbeim talking through the mouth of Moshe. So it's Rebbeim talking. That's Nasina. So that's. An act of how the Torah was given over there, but um, and now this is the last chumash, which is okay. Now you finished giving. I now have gotten every you know everything that you said. I'm now going to absorb. So it makes sense that the last sefer. 
which is how Moshe Rabbeinu slash Klai Yisrael received the words of HaKadosh Baruch It's the same words, but what do you hear in them? What do you know in them? What do you see in them? We don't, are not able to hear and see and know in those words as much as the noise and game. So what, why is it, rep, is it a, a second Torah? Because here is the Torah that the receiver is describing. So that's why the Pesach Shres is Moshe Rabbeinu was explaining. Moshe Rabbeinu was taking the words of the Torah and the Meshavenu is giving them over with his explanation what exactly they mean. But that obviously is going to be limited vis-a-vis what the Noisein meant in those words. So Meshavenu says, listen, here is what the words are saying, and as clear as he can say over the words the Bresham gave him to say, he's giving over the message that he understands in those words. But he is changing so, the words then, that to make it clearer. Um, so, so what, he, what the morale learns is, no, that the words were the words of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And they say, I'm with the Goyen, that, you know, that when the Talmud would go and ask the Goyen the Pshat in the Gemara, the Goyen would explain the Pshat. When the Talmud would ask him you know, a question on it, the government said the exact same words again. And then we asked him a question, he said the same words again. Right? So, um, I'll tell you, tell you a cute story. So, you know, there's a saver called Shiridas, and we looked at a few pieces of it. So some of the Shiridas is like, it's, it's partially Kabbalistic, and it's a difficult, parts of it really, you know, there's really some difficult parts of the saver. Um, so there's a shmuz over there. One of the shmuzim which has the first part of it is very capitalistic, and the second half is like a nice, you know, musr, you know, like you know, practical application musr shmuz, etc. There is a there is a seminary in Cleveland called Yavna Seminary. So Yavna Seminary once it was started by Rebetzin Osband, who was a brilliant woman. Uh, she her father was a rabbi Tzibloch, Hashem Yikum Doma. He was the the, the, the tells of Rosh Hashiva, gifted as Rosh Hashiva. And she was actually with him uh, almost all the way to the end. She was able to get out. Um, a brilliant woman. I mean, you know, and she's not well now, but she's still alive and not well. But, like, I mean, like, off the charts, brilliant. I remember, like, one time when I was, we were there in the house, and uh, she made herself a talmud of her, of her husband, Rav Isaac. Was a, Rav Isaac was a, was a, a talmud called a muflug, right? She made herself a tamida. So I remember one time we were, you know, she was in the kitchen with Shabbos, and the Shiva of Isaac was saying something over. There's his wife in the kitchen. And she said, and Yiddish, she said, you know, but, you know, Rav Isaac, you know, in front of the, front of the to me, which we referred to as Rav Isaac, you know, she says, and she said, like, I think 24 years ago, you said different shot. <laughs> like, like, 
we were like, everyone's like reaction, like, whoa, you know, like, you know, like, that's the type of woman, woman she was. So she started this, this seminary for the girls, and they used to, the, 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 you know, when Gates said they used Mitzvah Leo was this, the basic Ashkafas that they teach her. You know. And there they used Shiridas. Okay. So, um, I had some girls. We had, we used to have something. We'd have girls over from the seminar. Used to come out to buy, be by the yeshiva, you know. So for a Shabbos, they would, look at, they would do a Shabbos over there, etc. So we had some girls sitting by the suda, and they tell me they they learned this and this shiradas. I was like, whoa! Like the net shiradas is like way, you know, deep, you know. They're like, there's nothing deep about it. Like, <laughs> <clears throat> so well, you know, he says this is like a blank look, you know. <laughs> And I finally caught up that, that you know that Rebbe Zalman had skipped the, the hard part, you know. <laughs> you know, she started like the easy stuff at the end, you know. So then we're discussing it, and they ask you a question on it, and I realized what their mistake was, and I answered their question very, you know, I, I, I chose my words very carefully to be very clear what I'm saying. I said this very, I mean, as far as I was concerned, they're very clear, well-chosen words, perfectly chosen, just to make sure they shouldn't make any mistakes. Then the girl, one of the girls repeats the question again. <coughs> I was like, I, I just answered your question. Like, well, what are you asking me to get? And then I didn't say that. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> so after the girls left, and I, you know, I explained their words actually. After the girls left, I asked my wife, like, you know, like, did you see what happened over there? Like I said, I said, I said very specifically, X, Y, Z, so they shouldn't make the mistake. And that's exactly the mistake that they made. So my wife said to me, she says, you've been trained in, in Sheer by a gifter. When you would ask a question during Sheer, you would get an answer to your question. You get an answer to the question that you said. Not what you hoped to have said, thought that you said, wish that you said, believe that you said, exactly what you said. You listen to every word that you said, just like you listen to every word of Gomorrah, listen to the exact words that you asked and give, give the answer to the words that you asked. Well, everybody knows, I, didn't, I meant to ask. Well, then ask what you meant to ask. But don't, I'm not busy getting to figure out what you wanted to ask. I, I listened to exactly what you said, and that's what I answered. It's not like, you know, well, like really wasn't, that wasn't really what's bothering you. You didn't choose your words well, and therefore you didn't really get the answer to your question. But that, you, you were trained to choose your words perfectly to say exactly what did you want to ask and then you get an answer. He says, most people are not trained like that where it says to me. The people talk in general. They, they, so the girl is, I'm saying these exact perfect words and I'm thinking and I'm clearing exactly how to say it perfectly. There should be no questions. And they're hearing it as like general statements about it that they're talking about. So they're going, they'd ask him a question, he'd give an answer. They'd ask another question, he said the exact same words. I already chopped all the problems you're going to make, and I word my words perfectly. They shouldn't make any mistakes. You didn't listen well, so I'm going to say it again. I might maybe, you know, the second time I might stress the seventeenth word, and you'll chop. Oh, you didn't really chop what I meant in the seventeenth word, and now I repeat it. Oh, that's why you said the seventeenth word. Oh. Okay. Then you ask the question again, and you realize there was a mistake over here in word. He didn't, and he said the exact same words again. <laughs> And, like, the person says, like, oh, over here, I, I hadn't really realized the, the significance of word number 42. 
and this would go on. They would happen like multiple times. The going was way ahead of them in the chess game. He copped all the questions they're going to say. He already warned all the, their questions that they say. And he said it perfectly. There shouldn't be any questions. I, you didn't hear it clearly, so I'm going to give it to you again. You should hear it clearly. So Moshebeinu was the perfect makabel, as best as a makabel human being makabel could be. So he gave over the words of the Torah very clearly. Right? These are the words that Kadosh Baruch Hu said. Right? And Moshebeinu then explained them. By he might have says Rabbi I'm going to say this. I'm going to stress words number 2, 17, and 42 that you should understand exactly what I mean. Listen to the words carefully. These are the words of Kadesh Baruch But through the nuances and through the inflection, there is ability to, to explain it. There's a... Um, Rashi says, you know, they, 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 gave, they, they gave the Torah over in Shemim Loshan. So it means it was a perfect translation. This is the words of Kadesh Baruch He said X, Y, and Z. These are the exact words... And you say it in French, it's exact, exactly this. And you say it in... Right. So what's the model of Sivim Loshan? Because the guy says there are, there are ayin panamotar. Because there there's ayin kachas in a person. The version made that we have different facets how you see something. So and I'm, when I'm seeing it from a vantage point of uh, the, the, the stress is power and control, etc. That's the message you're going to get. When I see it, the message is love, a different message. When the message is dealing with taiva, it's the same words, but a person who is trained to focus on issues of love is going to hear a message of love. A person who's trained to focus on issues of war will hear a message of war. Ah. The, the, the Shemim Loshan represents, there's, each nation has one of the kaiyas of the human being as their primary kaiyas. And their language expresses that. So there's a lot of words for war and, and, and different types of uh, you, the, 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 the vehicles of war and the utensils of war and the machines of war in Latin because they were into war, right? There's a lot more words about love in French, right? You know, uh, there's... Um, there, I, I just heard... I forgot the, what, what language it is. In that language, there are forty different words for the for temper, for anger. Right. What land? What? Where was it? In Sri Lanka, maybe. I think it was somebody. I think that Dr. Palkwood said he says he was in Sri Lanka recently. He says they said that we have an issue with anger. He says there's forty different words for the for, for anger. Anger has become such a pri- priority then to deal with and learn to, to suppress and to control and etc. They have 40 different nuances exactly to describe anger. You know, I'm only focused on anger. I don't have 40 different nuances in it. I've, we have multiple nuances in how to praise a Kodesh Baruch, which other languages, it's very hard to translate them. So, I'm, I'm saying the exact same words in different languages, it's going to sound different. So that's Be'er, be'er Hetev, right? Um, is Shivim Loshan. But it, it's not new words. It's the exact same words. Translated perfectly into all those languages. So, Vayadabir, and he said, it's, it's not a different word. It's the same word as Kadosh Baruch Hu said. 
Um, you're, the cheshvah of how you get hetev. Let me finish this little piece over here. How you get hetev? How do you calculate the word hetev? Where do you get seventy from? Zosifte Chachamim says you get it from the word hetev because the match of the word hetev is seventy. So okay, now it's, no, it's not. Hey is five. You're this ten. That's fifteen. Tess is nine. That's twenty-four. And then Bayes is twenty-six. So how do you get? So he says, well, okay. If you spell it hey, hey yud, hey yud test, hey yud test base, it adds up to seven. Okay, fine. You can do, do, do the math on it. You can see if it's right or not. So, what the, the what the morale is saying is that the true Torah, the Bereshit knows that we can only accept it at our level. We can't accept more than the human being is able to accept. Mashabano being the the greatest human being was able to accept the Torah. So this is the words that Mashabano heard. And therefore the, 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 he didn't make him out of the luft. Those are the words of Khanishborku. He can give over in those words as much as he heard in those words. But those are the words of Khanishborku that he's giving over. So he might yes, on, on, he might like it says, which means he might have explained it as well. But the words that the Torah is giving over are the words at the end. It's the words of Kadosh Baruch Hu, which the Makabal was able to, the Makabal heard. That's what he's. That's what he's saying. Now, the thing called Divrei Shemer B'Torah after Moshe Ben Hoyim Medaber is said. The words beforehand. The cold deeper, which was beforehand, was even when Moshe Rabbeinu said it, it was Kodesh Baruch who was saying it. The Russian put the words in, in put the Russian put the words in Moshe's mouth. What does it mean? So the, I, I was told to tell you X. So I'm talking and saying over X. Now I can stress it, I could give it over, I could give you the nuances, you should have what it's saying, but I was told to say X. So that's what it means. So, um, so the main point over here is how is Klaisel receiving the message? So the Russian gives, eventually we receive. So at best, the Bershom is giving over the Deber as much as That's the Hakpada of what's taking place in Mishnah The main thing over here is how are we going to receive it? So the Bershom is giving it over carefully that Moshe Rabbeinu should receive it, that it should go over to Moshe as Moshe Rabbeinu can, can, can get it. Um, what, would you, what would be a muscle of that? Um, 
Um, okay, um, uh, you know, let's, let's, say, let's use the. You have a physics teacher, right? Um, and they're right, he's a very knowledgeable individual in physics. He's teaching a basic physics class, right? So he's going to stop and think. He was a good, a good teacher, not just a good physicist, right? He says, "I'm going to think exactly how much can these students understand, right?" How can I say it in a way that will be clear to them? How can I make sure what I'm saying is, is not, water, not watered down in the sense that it's not, it's, it's not a true statement? It's a true statement. It's a clear statement. It contains a lot of information in there which they don't really understand the, the implications and import of it, but it can be understood just in the old words itself as well. So I put a lot in there. At the same time, what you're hearing is a true statement. What I meant to convey to you, being aware of what your limitations are, but I gave you over all that in a way that sounds pretty simple. Right? That would be a phenomenal you know, ability. That's what Kirsch Baruch was doing over here. Um, that's what I think it means. She says, so therefore the Klolosh and the Mishnah Torah are not as intense is the the, the klolosh shebetaras kahanim, where that's mamish the Dabar Hashem, not being limited how to what we can hear, but say plain simple Dabar Hashem, that's much going to be much more intense and powerful than what we're able to really absorb and understand. So it doesn't have the same level of intensity. So that's what he suggests. The pshat. Um, this my my gear over here in the altera. Suggests that this morale is really where he understands the growth. I'm not sure I'm convinced that that's true. Okay, I think it's a really different point. Page, second page over here. Um, that, um, that till now was Moshe talking through Moshe. Moshe played no role. Moshe over here is Moshe being, being saying Moshe was just simply Moshe was just simply a physical vehicle. To the Russians to speak through. So that's Mitzah the Noise. Here is Moshe Beno talking, what the morale is saying that the Bersham, here, the Bersham told him, and different than the Nevi'im, where they just saw a, a, a vision, Moshe Beno was told the words. But then Moshe Beno says it himself. So that means that you're going to have the human input. It's the Bersham's words. When they're given through Moshe, by definition, they're given over only in the level of the Makabal as opposed to the Lays. That's what he wants to suggest. That's what the Gro means. Or that's what the morale means. You know, I'm not sure, I'm not sure we can the two together, but that's something to think about. Okay. But a lot of that is in tone, in terms of how they heard it. But when we hear it today, it's how those words different than the first part. If it's the same word, I mean, to say the Tom, Tommy might be different. Um, it could be. How does it how does it play out visibly ourselves? Unless you can say it has to do with the timing. But, uh, no, I would probably <laughs> tell you that it's more along the lines of at the simplest level we're getting it. There's probably not going to be any difference. Because when they were hearing it from Moshe, they heard different. Right, right. Heard and, which means, yeah, the Rizal probably heard a difference also. You know, he knew all of the Kabbalistic impl- you know implications. You know, everything else, everything which all the, he knew all the backgrounds of the story. Yeah. Oh wow! Like, you know, that's saying this, saying that. You know, 
for us it's like it's like you know it's, it's all it's all it's all Chinese so like you know like you know <laughs> so uh, somebody wants a master bar and then you know about how he how he stems the the, the the you know the the science with the, the creation he says I have two issues over here. <laughs> I don't understand that creation. I don't understand that needs a creation because the, 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 you, know, you, you look at the two, but they're clearly not giving you already clarity of what really happened. In, in the Pesukah. In the Pesukah. So Tyrus, the, the Torah wanted to hide it. So I don't understand what, what, what happened over there. A. B. Nobody knows exactly what happened in the, in the, in the science department either. Right? That we really understand that it's, it's, it's theories, it's suggestions, it's by definition you're dealing with such large expanses, numbers, times, etc. It, it's going to be unclear. So nobody understands the science, nobody understands the psukim. So what, what, what are we trying to put together again? <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, so that's for us, you know. Learning apostolic and Parshas Amor, like we really understand what it's saying. I don't know what it's saying. Well, the verb is different than Amor. Amor and the verb is You know, it's the same thing. You know, that's I think where we're.